Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 39, is entitled, You Kids Close the Door. I hope it's a beautiful day where you are. It really is where I am. We're sitting on the edge here, well, a few weeks into it now, fall or autumn. That's a great thing. And in our part of the country, we've had some beautiful weather. We've had a good bit of wind, but then we've also had quite a few days where the wind is laid down, the temperature was just about right, and it was just utterly beautiful. I'm thankful for that. I do like seasons. Oh, I like to watch green growing things. I like it when my plants are growing and looking great. I even like it for a while when the grass turns green. But you know what happens soon after that? I mean, it looks great, but then you have to start mowing it. And you mow it and you mow it and you mow it. And I shouldn't whine too much because a lot of you folks live in places where you just mow a whole lot more than I do. I mow enough. And I'm thankful that now the grass has decided that it's too cold to grow much. Some of it has gone completely dormant. This is a good thing. And so we'll wait a while. My grass never looks better than when there are two inches of snow on top of it. And so we'll just wait a while and we'll let the seasons roll around. And we'll see some really good things in each of the seasons. I'm thankful for that. And there's that word. Hey, Thanksgiving is coming around the corner. It'll be here soon. Have you ever noticed if you put on colored glasses... Let's say you bought some weird sunglasses that are purple. And if you look through purple sunglasses, everything in the world looks purple. That's not true. That's not reality. Everything in the world is not purple. But it seems to me, as God's people especially, if we look out at the world, we don't have to cover our eyes with anything. The color of this world is filled with stuff that should make us thankful. And it's the real color. There are real sadnesses here for sure. There also, though, are a great many real joys. And so God is our God and he is with us no matter what's going on in this world. The reality is he will never leave us or forsake us, we've been told. And so if you look out at this world, look at it as it really is. You won't be blind to the sorrow, but you'll also, in all times of life, realize if you think about it, that there are a great many things to be thankful for. It's good to think about that with thankful lenses. Look around and just start cataloging the things that God gives us that are such great blessings. And maybe this time of year helps us to think about that even more, even though it's true at all times. Okay, time for a little bit of an ad here. I am so mercenary through and through that often at concerts, I'll forget to even say much about what I have for sale, and I have to be reminded of it. I am so mercenary that I'm going to give you something here, a little note about something absolutely free, before I get to anything remotely about anything that I might like for you to buy. So, mercenary me, here we go. On my website, you will find my blog Now, it started out as Essays for the Christian Appeal magazine. That's free, too, and you can order it there if you want it. 
it started out that way and then it turned into, oh, over 20, probably 25, pushing 30 years ago. It turned into a column for our local newspaper and then it expanded a bit and another newspaper or two got interested in it and started publishing it on their website and also on their hard copies at times and this kind of thing. And then blogs got to be a cool deal and I decided, what the hey, this can be used as a blog. Doesn't matter what you call it, the words are the same. Maybe it'll get out there a little further. So I started posting it also as a blog. So I get double, triple, maybe even quadruple duty out of the work that I do each week writing this column essay blog. The blog is available on my website absolutely for free at www.curtisshelburn.com. It's also available on WordPress. And if you just go to WordPress, www.curtisshelburn.wordpress.com, you can find it there too. So it's pretty easy to get to. There are really reams of old ones there as well. And all I'm saying at this point is that if you want to go back and read the blog, there are way more there than are healthy for anybody to read at one sitting, but they sure are there and they're available. And if you'd like some of that reading, feel free because it is free. And who knows, as Thanksgiving approaches, you might enjoy going back and reading some of the November columns that will be many of them of a Thanksgiving nature. So I'm just saying, it's free. Take advantage of it if you'd like. I'd love for you to visit www.curtisshelburn.com. By the way, I just mentioned, didn't I, that the Christian Appeal is a great little magazine. It's a magazine that my brother Gene and I have worked with for a long time. And so if you're interested in that little monthly devotional magazine and you'd like a free subscription, absolutely free, then just go to my contact submission form on my website. Give me your name and address and tell me, of course, what you're wanting. And I'll be happy to put you on our circulation list. You can also go to ChristianAppeal.com. That's www.ChristianAppeal, no space between the words, .com. And use the contact submission form there to subscribe. It is absolutely free. If you don't like it, just let us know and we'll be happy to unsubscribe you. But I think you'll like it. Now, in an ad, I should talk a little bit about something that I like to sell for actual shekels, I suppose. I've told you a lot about my new album, Almost Home. It is now available, and I think it's got some songs and some music there that you would just love. I'm not going to talk a whole lot more about that right now. Suffice it to say, it's got a lot of old hymns that you'll like, a number of old gospel songs that I know you like, and a few newer things that I just promise you you'll like. The musicians up in Nashville did an incredible job. My job was not to mess it up. But I've been working on the website, and now if you'd like to listen to some samples, they are available there on the website. You can actually order it through the website, either by just sending me a note on the contact submission form, again there, or by clicking on stuff. But there certainly are samples there that you might enjoy. That's the new thing I wanted to tell you about today. So check it out www.curtisshelburn.com. So that's my ad for today, about three-fourths free. That's a pretty good ad from the consumer side, I would say, and it's all good stuff. And now, let's focus on faith. I confess, I just committed three killings, and I enjoyed each one. 
Even as I'm telling you this, I'm planning another, maybe more. Update. Yeah, that's four now. Make that five. It's barely 10 a.m. Murder and mayhem before lunch. And I'm still far short of last Friday's serial killing count. Almost a hundred shot and killed while I was grilling burgers. When I stop to think about it, I have to admit that the creatures I delight in killing are as amazing as they are disgusting. Their design is utterly incredible, particularly considering the miniaturization involved. They walk, they crawl, they run, they loiter, equally at home, whether they're doing so right side up, upside down, or sideways. Most amazing of all, the little creatures fly. Why, pray tell, if flies are called flies, are roaches not called crawls? Well, there's a thought for you. I've long wondered, but I digress. Yes, of course, you figured it out a good while back here. I'm writing about the common fly. All too common, but amazing. Can you imagine the covert intelligence coup it would be if the CIA could create an artificial fly to use as a bug? I love the changing seasons, as I've already said, and yes, we're enjoying the beginning of a really nice autumn, a great fall. Yesterday was one of the most beautiful days I've ever seen. Completely comfortable temperature. Again, the closest thing to no wind that we ever see here. It was remarkable. My wife was enjoying a nice cigar, and as she did, the smoke went up. And this is amazing in our country. Almost directly up. I should say that some, maybe most of the details in that last sentence, have been changed to protect the guilty. It's possible that my wife was not involved. The only problem with this beautiful, beautiful day was flies. And until we get our first serious freeze, they will be increasingly problematic as they sense their impending demise. I get paranoid about that. I go to church, we worship, I preach, we do all of the stuff that we do at worship, and that's wonderful. And we love the relationships. And so, yeah, we talk and just have a good time and laugh in the fellowship hall and in the foyer. But I'll tell you what, somebody, and it's perfectly understandable, somebody's going to go out there and prop the door open. It's a nice gesture. They want to make it easier for people to get in and out. What they don't realize is they're making it far, far easier for flies to get in and out. I'll leave the door open. Don't want to you know, cause any kind of a problem. I, they're trying to be nice. I know it. But I also know I'll be fighting the flies all week long. They know they're going to die. They're trying to get in so that they don't die in the freeze. I don't feel sorry for flies that are about to die in a freeze. Say that fast, about five times. Until we get our first freeze, they're going to be a problem. I refuse to coexist with them in the same house or room. I will drop everything to kill one, because I won't get anything accomplished until they're dead. If I could somehow perpetrate their complete destruction with one word of cursing, I swear to you, I would utter the curse word. If it worked, then I'd really be on a roll. This would be bad. 
but I'd try cursing and eliminating mosquitoes and grackles next. And of course, I'd probably somehow foul up the ecosystem in the process. Maybe before I wiped out those pests, I could submit an inquiry regarding potential consequences. Maybe at a climate change conference, they could take up the issue. For a moment, Nat's conducting meetings on the rear end of an elephant and regularly issuing solemn and grandiose statements about their plans to save the elephant could spare a little time. I doubt the elephant would notice. You say that this is all excessive? Maybe so. Look at some magnified photos of a fly and try warming up to such a creature. Ramp up your research and do a little investigation of Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, and tell me you don't see at least a hint of the demonic, maybe more than a hint, or just try preaching or singing with a kamikaze fly aiming at your throat. Then see if you don't think that an exorcism or a mass killing is not in order. I recommend a bug assault gun. Look it up. Fine and fun killing machine, I'll tell you. Once you've had one, you will always have one. That's bug assault. And that's not my ad. That's just a fun suggestion. And here's a fun fact for you from the University of Florida. The potential reproductive capacity of flies is tremendous, but fortunately can never be realized. Scientists have calculated that a pair of flies beginning reproduction in April may be progenitors under optimal conditions, and if all were to live, of, and now visualize this, you may want to get a pen and write this down, they could optimally, it sounds far less than optimal to me, they could theoretically produce, now write down 191,010, that's 191,010, and add five sets of three zeros, and then shudder and quake at the very thought. They began reproduction in April under optimal conditions, and if all were to live, that many flies by August. And so swat away, my friends. Make sure the grandkids close the door behind themselves. Repeat after me, suffer not a fly to live. For my part, I intend to keep on preaching and singing the truly good news, but with a fly swatter cocked and loaded nearby. I have killed a fly or two right in the midst of a sermon. I promise you, I have. God's blessing of a fine fall will also soon bring a very excellent, quote, killing, unquote, freeze. And we'll have yet another reason to be thankful before Thanksgiving. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Kill a fly or two, and have a great day.